Hello and welcome to Zack Attack. We're never going to be better than this. This is episode 9. Mike and Dave need wedding dates from this year, 2016. Bonus episode. Bonus episode third, number 3. Third bonus episode of the year. I feel like when we catch up, we're going to run out of bonus episodes because we're going to have to wait until... Yeah, that sucks. For the time being, we might have another bonus episode at some point, but this is two weeks in a row with a Zach Efron Blu-ray. Anyway, I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe too. And this movie is... Uh, so we both saw this in theaters, right? Yeah, we did. Hold, hold on. Um, before we start, though, we just want to shout oh, right, out right, again. Right. The, we, we just talked about this, and I already forgot. Yeah, we did. We want to know who the fuck is listening to this. At least I do. So um, please send us some emails if you're listening to it. And, like, you know, maybe some naked pictures if you're not a teen girl. The email mm. is... <laughs> do you remember what the email is? It's a pop quiz for you. ZachAttack at cageclub.me. Yep, you got awesome. it. ZachAttack at cageclub.me. Yeah, see, I didn't remember it, but write that down. Send us some emails. Just say who you are. No naked pictures, please. Or lots of them, because Joey's going to read the email, so dick pics galore. I don't even know. I don't remember <laughs> what the password is, but we'll find out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, cool. But yeah, so this movie, a bonus episode, the last... I mean, if you've emailed us since the time you heard the Neighbors episode, we haven't gotten it yet, because we're still recording this before that episode's out. Yeah. So the way the time works, everything, you know, time, flat, circle, etc., etc., <laughs> you know, we're sort of... Uh, we're, we're in the past, but also in the future, and emails don't exist right now, so... Thanks, maybe, or we'll see you soon. Yeah, let us know. So you were saying that we we did both see this in theaters. It's like one of the first ones we both saw in theaters when it came out, and I was really stoked for it. Yeah, I went to go see it with Rachel and another friend, and I was like really, really amped. There was like a lot of other movies. There was some movie that Zach wanted to go see at this time, and he was really butthurt that I didn't go see that. Oh, it was Suicide Squad. I didn't see Suicide Squad. Still haven't seen Suicide Squad. <laughs> and um, he was really mad that I went to go see this in theaters over going to see Suicide Squad with him. Yeah, whatever. Zach Efron. You was. made the right decision. Yeah. You made the right decision. Really? That's what everybody else seemed to say, yeah. This movie's written by the guys who did the Neighbors movies. Yeah, you can tell. It feels like it, right? It feels a little bit neighbory. Lots of movie references. Yeah, which I love. I love all the movie re- They had, like, t- I mean, those guys are just funny. They, like, use a lot of pop culture references, which I really like in a movie, because, like, that's plays in my sense of humor. Lots of scenes where the actors are just sort of riffing with each other that we talk about every time, that they're just sort of, especially in the outtakes over the closing credits, we have Adam Devine talking about what Jeannie's face looks like, and he just keeps <laughs> listing things. I feel like that could probably went on for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the complete, like, 180 of the outtakes in that awkward moment. They were just, like, totally bland and very forced. Where, like, you know, in these ones, you had Adam Devine just making them hilarious. Like, those were all him just killing it. And um, Ari Plaza, too. She was really funny in her outtakes and her just, you know, just rifting. And it was it was fun, yeah. I think what's a landmark about this episode for us is that's the first movie set in modern day that's based on a true story. Yeah, but did, what, didn't we talk about this? Is this is this actually based on a true story? I think this so is... So it is based on a true story. But, uh, so there's Mike and Dave Stengel, who placed Craigslist ad in 2013, but it was for their cousin's wedding, not their sister. This, I think, was in Saratoga, or Saratoga Springs, New York. Uh, their ideal date's, quote, attractive. <laughs> like everything, Basically, everything I'm saying is going to be a quote. So okay, go ahead. These are all their I words, hear not mine. Yeah. Attractive, or our aunts will judge you, but not too attractive, or one of our uncles might grope you. (laughs) Easygoing, as we'll probably make up flattering lies about you on the spot, and preferably sisters, but we'll take friends or even enemies. They also need to own their own dresses, because we don't have any, (laughs) 
And then they wrote, We're both in our 20s, single, dashingly tall, Anglo-Saxon, respectfully athletic, love to party, completely house-trained, relaxed, passionate, smell great, have cool hair, clean up nice, boast great tie collections, will promise to shave, love our mother, have seen love actually several times, controversial, provocative, short-sighted with a big-picture mentality, raw, emotional, sensitive, but still bad boys. That's they awesome. got 6,000 responses. I didn't know that this was like a real, real fucking thing. That's awesome. I really thought that it was going to be like two dudes that like were working on the movie were like, this is really hilarious and something we would do. I didn't know that it was two dudes actually fucking did this. That's awesome. In the movie, Zeph and Adam Devine go on the Wendy Williams show. In real life, they went on the, they went on the Today Show. Oh, damn. They got 6,000 responses. Not only do they get a wedding or dates to the wedding, but they got a seven-figure book deal. Oh, and they got this. They got a seven-figure book deal, mm-hmm. and they got paid to basically sell their life story to the studio that made this movie, and so they got paid for this too. They're apparently in the movie for like one second. Where? Like I think oh, man. someone. Let me see here. There, I have it written down. The book is called "Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates and a Thousand Cocktails." Okay. The twins, uh, or the brothers, they made a cameo during the scene when cousin Terry. Offers to be in the middle of a sandwich between the two. Yes, and yes, by. yes, it's them. Oh, that's yeah, them. I totally. Re- yeah, okay, I remember that scene. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, cool. Yeah, good for those dudes, dude. Get paid. Like they were- I didn't read anything about whether or not they actually continue relationships with these girls. I doubt after it. The- but, you know, it's. Uh, they, they made their life. You know, I mean, basically, you have one thing go viral and you're sort of set for a while, so good for them. Yeah, I know, dude. Fucking, where's our Zack Attack payoffs? Jesus. As you said in past episodes, like the Zaf just like cash those checks, like however you can <laughs> yeah. make it, just make that money. <laughs> That's what I'm always saying, man. Cash the checks. That's it. This is a weird movie in that it's sort of a culmination of a lot of different things that we've been talking about. Like it almost feels like this should be the last Zack Attack we do because so many things that we've talked about come up in this movie. Like what? What do you so think? So many about? actors are back in this movie. Yeah, that's well, true too. Yeah. Well, I mean, the actors first. Uh, Adam Devine, if you remember, was in the first Neighbors. No, I don't remember. There's that I don't remember either. I had to look it up. But there's that one flashback where Teddy Zeff is talking about the history of the the fraternity. Oh yeah, yeah, and yeah. There's like, the one where like the workaholics invented beer pop. Yes, yes. And and now so I do remember that. this. Yeah. Uh, Aubrey Plaza is back from Bad Grandpa. Yes, which is awesome. Sam Richardson, the guy getting married to Gene. He was just in Neighbors too. Yeah. He was just Neighbors too. Apparently, his character name in both movies is Eric. <laughs> he just looks like an Eric, maybe. <laughs> and the same guys wrote both movies, so I wonder... I mean, it can't be the same character, the same guy, unless one of those two marriages didn't work out. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Because he's married with a kid in Neighbors 2, and he is like, about to be married and seems like fully in love with Jeannie in this one. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. There's other people, I think... Who were in multiple movies, but I might be mistaken. There were like three. There were like background guys, like yeah. Zeph's personal trainer and his body double, and some other guy were in both movies. But that's not really worth yeah, noting. not worth yeah, not worth talking about. But there's, I mean, it just seems like I mean, sort of the things that we were talking about earlier, like the movie references, the riffs. I feel like this is sort of. I don't think this is as good of a movie as either of the neighbors' movies. I think it's really funny because it's filled with funny people. I think with the wrong casting, I think it's really would be 
sort of painfully unfunny. Yeah, I, I disagree. I really like this better than Neighbors 2, to be honest. This was like... The story? Like yeah, everything? everything about it, man. I liked it. It was, it was such a good summer, turn-your-brain-off comedy. I really liked it. The thing was, is it had like a lot of, to me, had like a lot of dumb and dumberness to it, but at the same time, the writing was good enough that the one-liners carried the movie a lot for me, so like all the pop culture references and stuff like that were really, really awesome. So yeah, I, I like this better than Neighbors 2. After, and I just we just watched them like you know a week apart or whatever so yep yeah i like this i i definitely like this one better what's interesting about this and i was thinking a lot because we just recorded that neighbors 2 episode and i'm editing it currently and it's this they both came out this year and i'm sort of comparing the two in my head and a lot of the criticisms we sort of had of neighbors 2 in terms of zeph's roles and about how he seems to be sort of playing the same guy in all these movies he's exactly the same guy here well, it turns out that to sort of be a little different, I mean, he is still pretty similar, but to be a little different, you just need to cast someone who's even bigger, like an even bigger idiot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You made him the smart one in this one by casting Adam Devine being the really dumb one in this one. Yeah, like... Because the whole thing, like, even from the, the name of the movie to the way that people talk to them, to the way that the parents address them, and just sort of the way that they talk to them together and then separately, like, you can tell that Zeph sort of has his head on his shoulders and is ambitious, but is dragged down by Adam. Yeah. I don't who's Mike is Mike is Zeph? No, Dave is Zeph. Zeph is Dave, okay. Yeah, yes. That's what I said. Yes, you said you were right. So it seems like Dave has his head on his shoulders, but Mike doesn't know what he wants to do and just sort of like this like screw up. It's it's a little bit of a different role. I mean he's sort of I guess kinda like I mean this is sort of I guess close to his bad grandpa role, right? Like he's a lawyer, he's like respectable. No, I don't think it's at that the same close. Time. No, no, no. He it's much more But it's, it's the same it's the same like it's like the, the dichotomy or whatever, the split between a screw up but he's also sort of together. Okay. Yeah. More so than like Adam Devine. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Adam Devine is just a giant child throughout the whole movie, and he plays a child so well it makes me really happy. Like I, I like just like his just his word choice is so perfect comedically for the movie. Like when he there's one point when he's like, "Yeah, we ruined it because we got into fights," and just like the way he says it is just so childish and perfect. Like it just it nails it. Yeah, I mean he's really good in this movie, and he sort of finds his perfect pairing in Aubrey Plaza, right? Like they're both big idiots. And they work out well together. Yeah, and Stephen and Kendrick are sort of, you know, more sensitive and a little bit, you know, they are able to connect on a little bit of a deeper level. Yeah, I really, I, I need to watch, like, more interviews with Aubrey Plaza. She's super perplexing to me. Like, one, I think she's super attractive. And two, right. I have a feeling like she's fucking crazy. Like, she cannot play all these characters. And she's either, like, the most fun chick in real life ever are just completely insane. So apparently I read that she and Anna Kendrick are best friends in real life, and this is like the third movie they've done together. Oh. They were in Life After Beth together, and I think they were in maybe Scott Pilgrim. Is that right? Hold on. They were in Life After Beth, yeah, and Scott Pilgrim. Oh, cool. So they were, this is their third movie together. Nice. I mean, Aubrey Plaza is really interesting, I think. I don't know. It's really hard to tell how much of this is a character and how much of this yeah, is actually Yeah, right? Her. That's what I mean. Like, because, it's, it's very believable, yeah. Because like, she's been on Conan a bunch, and she's always like so weird on Conan. Like, she's the same sort of, like, distant, distrustful, sarcastic person. Yeah, and she's April from, what, from Parks and Rec? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she's weird there. But she also, there. in real life, plays on the Pistol Shrooms basketball team in the Los Angeles Women's Rec League. Well, actually, I mean, I guess she tore her ACL or something, and so oh, damn. maybe she might not play again. But, I mean, she talked about that on Conan or on Fallon or something. I think she's a normal girl who just, like, plays, like, psychopaths. Like, I don't know. It's, yeah. it's really genuinely hard to tell. No, I think, but it's like, there's something deeper, there's a deeper weirdness in her, and I want to know what it is. Like, just for my own 
personal benefit. I just want to find out, like, what the fuck is wrong with this girl. Like, in an awesome <laughs> way. No, I mean, like, I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong, like, wrong with her. But at the same time, like, she's weird, man. And I, I dig it, so, yeah. I'm, like, I wonder what's m- what would be more shocking if that she turned out to be sort of... Like, I think super I vanilla. I shocked if she was normal, yeah, <laughs> if she was boring, or if Anna Kendrick turned out, because she always plays, like, these sweethearts and everything, pretty much, like, these innocent, just because she's got a very, very innocent look, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I wonder if, if she turned out to be this, like, manipulative, <laughs> like, backstabbing, evil, <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is way too deep into, like, like how, how can we make these two chicks terrible people, but yeah, yeah, I'm curious, too. I would, I would like to just, like, chill with them, hang out, and see what, see what they're about. I I think that would be fun. They'd be amusing nonetheless, you know? Like, I can't imagine they're, like, like boring to be with, so. I mean, they're both actresses that if they're in a movie, I mean, it's, it's the benefit of, like, the movies that they're in are almost entirely always movies that I want to see anyway. Yeah. But if they're in a movie, I'm going to see that movie, even if it's not on my radar, just because they're in it. I mean, sort of everybody in this movie, to some extent or another, like, I'll see Zeph movies, obviously, because of this. Yeah. Adam Devine is sort of whatever, but Aubrey Plaza... No, I like Adam Devine. Like, I really I really dig Workaholics. I think he's funny. His cameos in movies are hilarious. Like, he's a good replacement of Dumb and Dumber comedi- comedians right now. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we don't have any... A lot of stupid comedians that'll just do dumb shit, say dumb shit. Like, he's perfect at that. I don't think there's anybody else out there right now that's, like, this age that does that. That's fair. Yeah. They were also... This is a reunion for him and Anna Kendrick, because they were in the Pitch Perfect movies together. And so at the end of the movie, when they have that big musical number i mean we still haven't really gotten to zeph's core singing and dancing movies though he's danced in some yeah. movies already again they always give him a fucking they again first scene what do we have in the very first intro a shirt open zeph and like you know some masculine roman greco poses you know he has this like long arrow pose type situation going on and then we always get a fucking sing-along zeph scene which i like he does a good voice i don't know if they like auto-tune it or whatever but i'm assuming that he can probably sing considering he was in all these fucking high school musicals. He can probably sing. We have Anna Kendrick and Adam Devine from the Pitch Perfect movies. They can sing. I don't know if Aubrey Plaza can sing, but I mean, there's so much going on at the end there that it doesn't really matter. But you didn't actually talk about like the first first scene where they're at the bar with Mark Maron. As <laughs> yes, yes, this and is Zeph so good. Is the Australian character. <laughs> yes. Hey, I, okay. So, I, so this takes us back to. What was the movie that we watched with um, Matthew McConaughey? The Paperboy. The Paperboy. This takes me back to The Paperboy when you guys were like, oh, I'm really surprised he didn't do an accent. In this movie, he does a bunch of accents, and they're all really yeah. bad. But that's <laughs> the point, I think. I don't know if that's the point, or if I think that he's just really bad at accents. And well, that- the Australian one is definitely, like, because the Australian thing, I think the point, like, he's not trying to do a bad accent, but the whole point of the scene is that, like, these are two idiot brothers who were, they, they, I mean, they basically yeah. like they're in there every three weeks trying to sell the same <laughs> Stuff. <laughs> with different and this sticks, is just like their yeah. Latest. They're like latest, like, shtick to sell them, like, some tequila. Now, what I'm not sure about, I think is Liam Neeson's a little bit better, but I think that he gets the benefit of the doubt in that scene the same way that the girls get the benefit of the doubt, because these are all beautiful people, and, like, they're both saying, like, both the girls are saying crazy, insane things, and the guys are like, oh, no, that checks out just because, like, they're yeah. beautiful. It's just like, yeah. it's like, it doesn't matter what you're saying. We're like, hedging, you know, we're hedging the funds, you gotta hedge them. You know, with stocks, Bernie bonds, Mac. stocks, bonds, Bernie Mac, you know, normal stuff. They know that what she's saying doesn't add up, and they're 
they're like it just she's they're just sort of babbling. I mean, later we find out that Adam Devine and Aubrey Plaza both use words that they don't understand, <laughs> like assuage me that coffee or like yeah. you know that cheese is so goat or whatever. Um, so maybe they don't. Maybe he doesn't know, but it feels like Zeph should know. I wish Aubrey Plaza would have had a better one than that. I mean, like of all the things that they could have come up with, like the assuage one was really good, but the goat one, I was like, come on, that was like an outtake that they should have let be an outtake and like given her like let her keep going until she found a better one. She must have like not been on right there or something. But I feel like the same way that they give them the benefit of the doubt, like Anna Kendrick is like, oh, because I mean, the same thing later, like, we'll, and we'll talk about it in a little bit, but like when she describes him, like when they're at that hotel, when they get to the hotel in Hawaii, Aubrey Plaza's like, oh, I'm not going to touch Mike at yeah. all. Like, you know, he's going to think that I'm going to, but like, whatever. And then Anna Kendrick's like, oh, no, I'm going to touch Dave. I'm going to touch Dave a lot. It's just the same thing. Like, oh, he's so beautiful. We're just going to, like, do everything. I love that every fucking Zeph movie we've seen, we get, like, a reference to Zeph being beautiful, like, from many characters throughout the movie. Like, when they first show him, like, and you see the email, every girl's like, I want the one on the right, you know? Like, it's just, like, it's so perfect. I, I One of those girls, one of those girls in real life is Adam Devine's girlfriend. So she was in the movie saying that she wants the one on the right. Oh, nice! That's an awesome play, man. Man, if I was, if I was a movie star, I would convince Rachel to do things like that. That's really <laughs> that's really funny to me. But yeah, like when they're at the bar and he's doing his Liam Neeson impression yes. for her, I don't think it's terrible, but she's also like, oh my god, you're so good, because like, how can someone this attractive be good at anything other no, than looking good? because his, his like fucking, the liquor cartoon ones are pretty bad too. Like, I don't know if he was doing bad accents for the scenes, or if he's naturally bad at accents and they let him do I don't know. accents. I guess we'll find out. Yeah, maybe we have to see a movie with one of his accents. But he hasn't. He's never that... had an accent, which leads me to believe that maybe he's pretty bad at accents. The way that I would defend the liquor things is that they're all sort of caricatures. So it's not supposed to be like some like nuanced accent. You know what I mean? It's sort of like a cliche, over the top. Yeah. Really bad. No, I'm not. I'm not really trying to defend him. I'm just sort of trying to come yeah. to some reason why it might be bad. I don't know. Yeah. Neither do I. We'll figure it out. Maybe one day we'll get a nice, you know, Australian Zeph accent full time for the whole movie, and it'll be awesome. Another reason this is sort of a culmination of a lot of the Zach attacks we've been talking about is that the first movie we did, We Are Your Friends, I mean, the opening credits where it's basically just Party USA, it seems like they are DJ Coleport. DJ Coleport? Coleport? No, no. Cole, what's his name? Cole, Cole Carter. Cole Carter. It seems like he's DJ Cole Carter. Like, they're just like the life of the party. They know how to get everything going. And then we find out a couple of minutes later that, like, they all those things that they stitched together are up. just sur- surrounded yeah. by the worst disasters in party <laughs> history. Yeah, I but love you it. you sort of get the sense that, like, they are kind of like from that world of We Are Your Friends where just like everything goes well and then you realize, oh, that's not necessarily actually the case. This is just classic Zeph, man. He just, he's very beautiful, fucks everything up, but he's still lovable at the end. That sums him up right there, man. We're not party ruiners, we're party <laughs> creators. <laughs> I want to be known as a party creator. That's a great way to be known. What are you? I'm the party creator. Oh, another thing, in that same vein, is that at the end of Neighbors 2, Teddy becomes a gay wedding planner. At the end of this movie, he basically plans a straight wedding. Yeah, we so get a lot of this. Same... Maybe it's like, you know, like the Tarantino theories with like Pulp Fiction and all the characters are interrelated. Maybe every Zeph movie, he's interrelated with another Zeph. So we had this 
idea while we were doing Cage Club. And if you like Nicolas Cage, I'm not sure who likes Zac Efron and Nicolas Cage aside from me, but if you like Nicolas Cage, Mike, who's been on the Paperboy and Parkland episodes, he and I watched every Nicolas Cage movie yeah. and podcasted about those. When we were watching all those, we would find Cage connections, which are basically what we're talking about here, where it's sort of similarities between movies. But we also have this dream that we haven't done yet of writing like a movie script that sort of weaves together all of the different things that he's done. Like sexy so like fan here, fiction? Like sexual, yeah, sexual of, fan yeah, exactly. fiction. But about Nicolas Cage, yeah. it's not really too sexy. Yeah. But I hear, we could, <laughs> I think it's it's much more easy to weave all these Zeth movies together, because as we've been talking it about... It would be very sexy. This like would be very little... sexy fan fiction. <laughs> but like, all of his characters are basically sort of the same. They're just a little bit different. Like They all just have like a slightly different job that also lets him party. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I wonder how long you can ride this out for. We talked about it before, but, like, man, he's, like... I guess maybe not, man. He it, Like, he looks very young still, so... I think he can ride this out for a couple more years. I wonder if he's gonna get bored with playing, like, fuck-up party boy, you know? He'll get fat or I something. would imagine so. Yeah, it has to be fun, though. These comedies have to be fun. Like, hanging out with these chicks. I wonder if he banged Aubrey Plaza. I don't know. I think it could've happened. It could've happened. We got Dirty Grandpa. We got this now. Yeah think so. This movie also has a lot of other really funny cameos, aside from Mark Mara. They have Jake Johnson from New Girl as the manager at the bar where Anna Kendrick and Aubrey Plaza get fired from. Kumail as the Kumail. There's a lot of Silicon Valley crossover here. Well, at least two. Cousin Terry. Cousin Terry is the chick from Silicon Valley, and Kumail is fucking hilarious. I love this dude. I really want to go see him do stand-up. He cracks me up. TJ Miller... Who is Alec on Silicon Valley? No, he was okay. off the part and turned it. He turned it down to do Deadpool, which is probably the right decision. Yeah, probably. What was? What, do you know what his part would have been? No, I didn't. Didn't say that. Oh damn! I'm guessing. I wonder. So I'm. Mm, what would he have been? He would have been. I'm trying to think because look, there's not a lot of people in this movie that are his age. Yeah, he would have been like a cousin or something. Maybe they would have had like the like the cousin from the other Zeph movie with it. It's oh, also this Zeph movie is about a wedding, and Dirty Grandpa was about a wedding, and the other one was about a wedding too. Fuck, they're all about weddings too. What was the other one about the wedding? Uh, d- neighbors, the game wedding, and neighbors too. Oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's three out of eight movies that have weddings. <laughs> yeah, three out of eight move, three out of eight Zeph movies are wedding approved. <laughs> uh, we have Mary Holland as Becky, the sort of neurotic... Yeah, who is this chick? Who is she? She's from uh, sketch group Wild Horses, who... She's sort of comedy bang-bang adjacent. Okay. I don't know that you would know her from... I don't know that most people would know her from anything. Okay. But she's in a sketch group with a couple other girls that you probably also wouldn't know. Okay. They're really funny. She plays the neurotic maid Brides, of honor, yeah. I guess, right? Bridesmaid maid of honor, yeah. We have Lavelle Crawford, Huel from Breaking Bad, Huel's Rules. Oh, I forgot it was Huel. Oh my god, I was recognizing him and I forgot what it was. Yeah, he is Huel from Breaking Bad. Awesome. And I think the only other one that I remember is the dad is Steven Root, who's Milton from Office Space. Is he? Oh, without the glasses, it threw me off. Yeah. Okay, definitely. I don't know the mom. The mom is Stephanie Farasi. Farasi? I don't know who she is. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know her either. But she kind of seemed, like, familiar. She's been in movies. I mean, nothing that we've done. She's in a lot of TV stuff. I mean, she doesn't really have a lot to do. She's just sort of there while Steven Root's doing things, so... Yeah. You know, yeah, whatever. Yeah. And then the, the genius Sugarland Beard. Uh, who is who, this chick? Does her voice really sound like that? Yeah, so did you see Sausage Party or no? Yeah. So she was Baby Carrot and she was Cookies. So do you remember in the trailer, especially for Sausage Party? Yeah. When, like, the carrots are rolling. Yeah, and, like, yeah, yeah. Were, like, they're getting, like, she's that voice. So I think that is really her voice. Fuck, that's annoying, dude. I couldn't get, I couldn't. 
take that not for great. very long. No. But she's been in a bunch of stuff. She was in... She's cute. She's really cute. She just, like, that voice goes right through me. She's, like, six years older than them, and she's playing their younger daughter, younger sister. I mean, she looks it. She's She looks young, so... I would take it. Yep. That could easily have worked. Oh, and the other, another one is Eugene Codero is the uh, hotel manager who agrees to buy all the alcohol wholesale from Adam Devine at the end. Like, he doesn't really have a funny part, but uh, he's a very funny actor, UCB and stuff like that. And I think also maybe SNL? Cool. Was he ever on SNL? No, maybe I don't think so. Now. I didn't recognize him. So yeah, so that's, that's all the cameos. I mean, this movie, we were talking after we recorded the last episode about how recording these Zach Attacks about comedies is tough because you, there's really, really this, like, Really, all I want to do is go through the jokes. Yeah, man. To talk about the jokes, and like, it doesn't, it's not funny. It's, I mean, it's, it's entertaining for us to recite them, but like, to you, the listener, whoever you are, email ZachAttack at cageclub.me. It, I can't imagine that does anything for Yeah, you. we can't so, really walk through the, like, okay, like, um, story, I think the story was interesting like we said it's based on a true story but yeah like a lot of the one-liners like that was some of the best parts of the movie for me like i like these like stupid little jokes you can see that i think that adam divine really carried this though his like spitballing is really what we see a lot of in the movie for example when he's like when he comes down and he makes zeph like and he draws the line in the sand and he's like did you just bring me down here to draw the line in the sand he's like yeah i'm a visual learner but then he gets to the part where he's like mom giving dad a push pop and he's like what's a push pop and you can see him like yeah. trying to think of what this like what the fuck he's gonna say it is and then like he's like when you shove your fist right up his ass two fist pushing the pop and then like like that's hilarious to me i think you can actually see zeph like start to laugh in that one too well that reminds me of horrible bosses where at the end of the first one i think it might have even been the outtakes or i don't remember but I think uh, Jason Sudeikis says, I'm going to bend her over a barrel and show her the 50 states. And then, like, that didn't mean anything. Like, he just said it, I think. I don't know if the actor said it or yeah. if it the script. And then in Horrible Bosses 2, there's, like, a callback to that. And, like, he even, like, winks at the camera. He's like, now it's a thing. Because, like, the movie basically... So, like, I'm sure that, like, there's actually... Like, if the writers or if Adam Devine made up what a push pop was, like, people have done it, which I don't even want to... This is you fist up there. I'll Push send you some bottom. links. I'll send you some links. That's the best way to end that joke too. Like I'll send you some links to it. That's really God. funny. Yeah. So I think that a lot of the like the good comedy comes from I think that Adam Devine and Aubrey Plaza both as we can tell from the outtakes that they were carrying the movie comedically. I think that they were do- like saying a lot of the really funny shit because some of it some of it hits kind of off for me, but it's like it hits off but it seems real enough that they took it for what they were just like improvising. And they didn't retake it. Like, you know, just, like, some of the joke deliveries and stuff like that seemed like a hair off that, like, I would have polished them up if I was, like, directing the movie. Like, oh, you know, say it again this way. Like, you know, they just, like, emphasize swear words really weird sometimes. Like, their emphasis are weird. To me, it's a sign that they were just, like, going back and forth. And then they, like, hit this and they're like, cool, that's really funny, go. And just cut it. I think you're definitely right about them carrying the movie comedically. But I don't think that, like... It's not like Zach and Anna Kendrick are not funny. No, 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 they are. Like it's it's sort of. But they seem more written funny. Like they seem like more like they had lines and that they're delivering the jokes as opposed to like um, organically coming up with funny shit in the moment. Well, what's also good about it is that we were talking that you always talk about how Zeph has like this really good way about him that like he's able to take all these jokes about his looks, you know, yeah, and about basically you know feeling the same jokes or the same comments movie after movie after movie. Here, like, Adam Devine is sort of, like, he's not, like, an unattractive dude. Like, he's just, you know, next to Zeph, nobody's going to look good. Yeah. But I like that, you know, Aubrey Plaza says about him that he looks like the funhouse version of a better-looking dude, but he's just that dude. I'm not <laughs> touching him all weekend. Yeah. Like, it's just, you're getting paid to be 
chewed out by like this hot girl about how you're not hot enough for her. Like it's just like a weird like, and he's like totally okay with it. Like he just no, knows. yeah. Like I mean, I as a comedian, if I was Adam Devine and I was in a movie with Zeph, as much as they're gonna make fun of Zeph for being beautiful, I would really be okay with taking all the like you're the ugly dude jokes. You know what I mean? Like you have to accept that. Like in a comedy like this, you're gonna be like the second person. You know, like nobody's gonna look at you and be like, oh yeah, he's kind of cute too. Like no matter who it is, like you said, like you're up against Zeph. So, but it's not gonna stop Anna Kendrick from saying that she likes Zeph because he's got a kind soul and Aubrey Plaza says yeah and he's also super hot she's like yeah he's hot as balls <laughs> just like like yeah like, I'm trying to be sort of deep with him but also like yeah god damn yeah he's really hot yeah I think that this is maybe the longest we've had to wait quote unquote wait for him to get shirtless like I looked it was 75 minutes in I think before no because that first intro he's like half shirtless but he's not full shirtless yeah are you talking about the intro like the opening credits like the slow-mo like the montage yeah yeah he he has like he has an open shirt part of that one because like at the end when like Anna Kendrick is naked behind the horse and she's like I gotta stop wearing this horse then we get a full shirtless Zeph yeah yeah we did but we got a shirtless Zeph like we do in every movie for some reason we gotta get one so I really feel like the more times he does movies like this which are perfectly enjoyable and like you know i think that they're getting a little bit better each time or they're not getting worse at the very least you know what i mean um yeah i feel like good. until he until he stops doing these he's never really gonna break out like i know i know this world he's gonna have to face the same jokes and the same limitations and the same sort of whatever yeah he's gonna pigeonhole himself i mean he's gonna own wilson really quick if he keeps doing this you know what i mean like or fucking all these other dudes and it's gonna be like hard to break out and get real roles in big movies if you keep doing these comedies like i hope that he can but also he's talented he can sing and shit so maybe he can get out of it better than i imagine but yeah he's doing a lot of the same roles over and over again i hope we don't like you know lose him i feel like this like he's, he's obviously comfortable working with these writers and getting you know because he's probably signed on a movie because he knew that they were doing it you know what i mean so yeah it's like, for sure i would do that so, too. so he, he knows what he's doing yeah. but i feel like it's too comfortable like i feel like this movie could have gotten real weird with things like anna kendrick basically has ptsd from her wedding being left at the altar right yeah and i feel like they could have done things i don't know what i would have liked to have seen but talking about sausage party when they have basically the the beach at Normandy where the the where everybody you know yeah. all the food crashes out of the cart it's like it's a war zone like Way I to feel go like ruining sausage had... party for everyone thanks yeah well <laughs> go ahead. it's in the trailer <laughs> just fucking around go ahead but I feel like spoilers for sausage party yeah. but I feel like in this movie like they could have done weird things with Anna Kendrick I just feel like there's long stretches of this movie especially when watching it for Zeph where Zeph's just not there and the movie itself is fun but it's just like oh right like we're watching for him like he's still yeah. the top build guy but like between you know Anna Kendrick or whoever taking Jeannie and go bringing her to the masseuse and then having the whole massage scene and then Adam Devine like walking around looking for Aubrey Plaza and like running into all these different people yeah Zeph has sort of the least to do in this movie which is weird because he's the top build star I mean I guess he's sort of you know he's the biggest name and he's just sort of like he's he's kind of plays the straight guy yeah 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 for sure. Like, I'm wondering, there was a lot of things, like, you're saying that, like, I wish that there was uh, an airplane scene in this movie. Like, how the fuck did they get to Hawaii? They would have to have gone with them. I think they could have had a lot of fun on an airplane. Like, that would have been a really good airplane, you know what I mean? Opening with the parents and stuff like that. There was a lot of things that, like, maybe I would have done differently, but I'm not a director, so, or a writer. I, I would have liked to have seen some other things, some other scenes. Like, you know, the scene when they're on the, the, um, the tree, like, they're in the, like, tree there, and they're, like, talking 
talking and it's like, you know, they're building their relationship. Like, there's just a lot going on in this movie. There's a lot of good characters and there's a, they give them all a lot of time. It makes it hard to follow just Zeph and Adam Devine through it. Right. Yeah, so... What I think what I think the reason why they don't have a scene like on the plane and there's other stuff that's cut out is similar to what we talked about with Neighbors 2, I think, is that this movie really... I mean, it's only 95 minutes or 98 yeah, minutes Yeah, it was nice and short. Long. It doesn't want to waste time. Like, they're, they're like, how can we get dates to the wedding? And, like, the first suggestion they have is the internet. And then Zeph goes through a couple different dating apps. And then Adam Devine's like, no, we're going to do Craigslist. And that's just it. So it's not like they're messing around. Like, I'm I'm sure in real life they tried other things that didn't work and then they went viral. Here, it's just like, okay, we got to get to the jokes, get to where things are happening. Yeah, maybe we need, like, the director's cut. They could have added a scene on the plane or, you know, extended things or whatever. But I feel like they just don't want to slow down anything. It's just not that they're necessarily always getting to the jokes, but like getting to the places where the jokes are going to happen. Like, yeah. basically, the sooner we can get to Hawaii, the better we can get. To, like, you know, the better the yep. movie's going to be. Yeah, you're right. Maybe that's exactly what it was. It was like they needed to get them to Hawaii really quick to continue on with like the jokes about the wedding and not cut the wedding to be like a really short part of the movie. It was probably for the best. It was really, really fast like that. It just jumped joke to joke to joke, just like keep transferring to keep the mood flowing, which actually is one of the reasons why I liked it, so I don't know why I'm bitching about, like, I wish there was other scenes, <laughs> but, like, I liked it because it was consistently funny throughout the movie. There wasn't a lot of downtime, and as soon as they had, like, any, like, serious emotional parts of the movie, they instantly cut to jokes again, which is the kind of comedies that I like. Yeah, I feel like there's, I don't know if there's really character development, because, I mean, the only person, no. the only people, like, like, Adam Devine and Aubrey Plaza don't change at all. No. Zeph sort of just, basically, we don't see him do it, but he quits his job to become an artist. Anna Kendrick gets over her ex, but that's sort of it. Like, there's, this movie's not really about, like, in Neighbors, like, I feel like we really see Teddy grow up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we see him go from this frat guy to something more, and, you know, even if the, at the end of the first movie, something more is just, like, holding a job and being relatively productive. Yeah. And then at the end of the second movie, he's got an actual, like, career. And so we see, like, those movies are more... That's why I like those more, because there's more of, like, a journey. There's more depth to the characters. Here, it's just, like oh, here's a bunch of idiots and attractive people on the beach in Hawaii, and it's really, really fun and really, really funny, but there's just not really depth to it. Yeah, but this was, like, the whole... I mean, damn, I guess even... I was going to compare it to Dumb and Dumber again, but, like, I guess even in Dumb and Dumber we get kind of, like, a more of a change than this. Yeah, because it's, like, it's such a short time frame. Maybe that's what it was. They regret it at the end, you know? Like, they, like, come in and try to, like, you know, bring the wedding back together and put the wedding on. So, like, you kind of see some growth. Like, they realize that they don't have to fuck up everything and they can kind of still have their moment, but at the same time, like, do something good. Well, I don't know if that's really growth as much as the fact that they're just not monsters. Like, you have to be a monster to ruin the wedding and then not try to save it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think they necessarily, like, grew and became better people. I think they're just like, oh, we can't just ruin this girl's weekend and her life. Our sisters. Because... Our yeah, our sister or just this girl, but because I gave her MDMA, like it yeah. just like some of them are idiots and some of them the two girls don't know her at all. Like they just met her, but they're not terrible people, which is why they sort of so I don't know that that's necessarily growth, but I guess I can sort of see where you're coming from with that. Yeah. I have a lot of notes on this movie, but most of them, like we said, are just jokes. Like they're just like funny jokes about the scenes that were going on. I don't know really what to say about that. Let me look at what Zeph's coming up, what his movies coming up are, because we're you know the next movie that we're doing is the lucky one. Which okay, so here's a little bit of a game we can play. Go ahead. You know on IMDb, like when you go to an actor's page or whoever's page, you can see the four things they're most known for. Oh, okay, yeah. What do you think the four are for Zeph? Neighbors. I'm gonna go. 
No, uh, what is it? High School Musical is going to be one. Okay. Um, Two more. I don't know. Neighbors 2 and probably one stupid one. Like, probably one of these, like, Nicholas Sparks types ones. What's that? What's the one that we always hate? Charlie St. Cloud. Go ahead. So you got one out of four right. Damn. High School, Mu- High School Musical is number two. There's only one movie of these first, of these top four that we've done already, and it's the, it's the one that we disliked the most. Which one was it? That awkward moment. Damn, really? Is yours like, is I don't yours know. Like, ch- like IP chained to you or something? No, 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 this no. This is no, like no. common... It's- it's, it's definitely... common. So the metrics are weird, and on the podcast Doug Loves Movies, there's a new game where he plays where contestants try to guess, you know, the top four IMDb oh. for, like different actors. Because like the metrics, like it's hard to it's hard to figure out what they use. Like I think it used to be or sort of like the I, I'm guessing that something is like if you're on a movie page and you click on that actor. It sort of like adds like a, to a tally or something. You know what I mean? Like I think it's sort okay, of like okay. If you go from the movie movies? to the actor to see what they uh, they've done, yeah, it has right. to be something like that or like time spent on a movie page or something weird. But what's annoying for like not for this instance, but like for Daniel Radcliffe or Emma Watson, like three or four of their top four are like Harry Potter movies. You know what okay. I mean? So it's like it doesn't really help you get like because like oh it's somebody who's been in every movie, but like I don't really know who that is. The top four for Zeph are seventeen again where he becomes, where, I think it's Matthew Perry? Yeah. Oh, damn, Who I forgot it? that he's in this movie. When are we getting to that? Is this that? Is that this much longer ago? It's 2009. Where We're are we at in Zack Attack uh, right now, year-wise? Not bonus. 2012. Damn, so we got some time before. 17 That's gonna again be awesome. is going to be in April. Damn, okay, I'm really excited. Good, I'm, I, did, I didn't believe that we had this many, like, non-completely shitty we have ones. so many yeah. movies. Wow, okay. So 17 again is number one, High School Musical is number two, The Lucky One, the next movie we're doing is number three, and then That Awkward Moment is number four. Fuck, those are some terrible lineups. I'm just trying to see, because we were, I don't Maybe remember. Maybe there's, what, like, a lot of small children that, like, a lot of small teen girls that creep on IMDb all the time. The ones that we have coming up, like, I just, I really don't know, you know, I, I just don't know what these movies are. Like, The Lucky One, I don't really know. I only know that Taylor Schilling's in it because I scouted it after this. Then we're doing the Lorax, where he's just a voice. Then we're doing a movie does called he have like a lot Lorax, of, Does he have no a lot idea. of voice in the Lorax? Is he, like, a significant character? Are we going to get, like, three Zeph lines and then... I don't know, but I don't want to skip it because the way that it lines up now, New Year's it's Eve a New Year's Yeah, I'm not January trying to skip 1st. it. I'm just saying, like... <laughs> he's Ted. Is Ted the main guy? Maybe, hopefully. The kid? He is... Oh, yeah, so he's the main Oh, awesome. Kid. Cool, cool, cool. So we're going to get, hopefully, a lot of Zeph voicing. Maybe they're going to have, like, a shirtless oh, cartoon version of Zeph in the movie. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> Little boy shirtless, just as, like, an homage to Zeph. Then we have New Year's Eve, yeah, yeah, Charlie yeah. St. Cloud, the Entourage TV series. There's not really comedies. Like, all the movies that he's done like this have sort of come out in the last, like, two years. Yeah, which is good. I'm like, so, I mean, these comedy ones, they're fun to watch. They're not fun to talk about for me. So, like, yeah, definitely. I'd, like, I'm excited to see more stuff that we can, like, ha- has some more depth for us. Stay tuned for Zack Attack, because we got one of his big ones, apparently, according to IMDb, the lucky one coming up in just a couple days. I mean, this was a big month. This September was three Zeph- Yeah, we slayed it. What were you saying? You Before we before we started recording this, you were telling me about the fun facts, the IMDb facts about this movie. Oh, so every time we do a movie, and I already sort of went through all those, but every time we do a movie for any of the podcasts on the Cage yeah. Club Podcast Network, I always check IMDb for the trivia. And this movie, more so than anyone that I've done, and I've looked up for these different podcasts, you know, between Cage Club and Keanu Club and this and some other stuff that we're doing, 
I've looked up probably like 150 movies or maybe yeah. more. This has by far the most useless <laughs> trivia I've ever seen. I wrote them all. Like I wrote them all under different screen names. I created a whole bunch of IMDb names and I wrote them all. The way that the IMDb trivia works is that I guess anybody can contribute something and then it's sort of crowdsourced like on Reddit. <laughs> like, you're able to say like if it's interesting to you or not, so yes or no. And so the ones at the top are the ones like sort of that have a lot of votes and that are the highest percentage. 82 people voted on this one, and like 80 think it's interesting. It's probably going to be number one. This movie, and I've learned sort of because like bigger movies like this, you know, the, the more popular the movie is, the sort of more mainstream, the more fans it has, the more trivia there is. So I usually start okay. at the bottom. And starting from the bottom start here, from the bottom, now we're there here. were like dozens, yes, exactly. There were dozens, Drake, <laughs> of just facts that were not interesting to anybody. Like, literally, one of eight, one of seven, one of 24 <laughs> people, one of 13 people, two of 16 people. And it's just Give me like, an example. I want an facts example like, to kick one. They're all facts like, because it's just, it's also repeat stuff. So it's like, this is the third movie that Zac Efron released this year. Well, that's year. true. You this have to like that. It's not, it's not interesting. I'm just fucking with you. You don't like it just because it's true. You have to like it because it's interesting. Plain true or false. Like, learning about the real brothers who this movie's yes, based on. Yes, it. T.J. Miller get, almost getting a role. Yeah, those are interesting things. There's a really good quote in here uh, by Sugarland Beard, the girl who plays Jeannie, about the experience she went through with Kumail and about how they were both naked on set and like he's got like you know always in Hollywood movies you sort of have like this like pouch that goes around your junk. Yeah. They filmed that scene for like eight hours or something. Oh really? Damn. And it was a long long time. I don't know if it was that long. It was a long long time. By the end like his stuff was just like flopping out and she's just like oh like whatever like you know we're just like we're basically doing that anyway. He's like no no no. Like he's a total professional. But she said that like he was so like respectful and professional of her and she just thought it was so weird that like all these times that in the movie she's basically having like this long like hour long orgasm. Yeah. She's just laughing in real life and just like so like visually and sort of Sounds like like her body's shaking, yeah. not because like she's being turned on, but just because she she's laughing. Yeah, so I mean, like that's like, an uncomfortable actually rubbing moment. His butt on her yeah, head. exactly. That has to be an uncomfortable moment, and I'm sure that it was long, and like they would have to be. He's like he's a funny dude, and yeah. Also, as a male actor, I would try to be as as least creepy as possible in that situation. Like you have to like really try to not be creepy. You know what I mean? Like I would right. be like as professional. Yes, ma'am. Sorry. You know, like oh, excuse me. <laughs> I really apologize for. You know, just like to make sure that it's not like while I'm rubbing my butt on yeah your butt. yeah you know like you have to not creep this chick out that's just mean when you're using God's beautiful lubricant yeah. to oil up your body <laughs> yeah sounds a lot better in my language <laughs> like trivia about things like that like her telling like in an interview talking about that scene or whatever like those are the interesting things but finding out that like Aubrey Plaza and Zac Efron were in Bad Grandpa earlier she that's or stupid. this came out yeah, the yeah, same yeah. time as Tarzan yeah. on that note well how did this how did this movie do in the box office did it do good I I can't imagine that it did well I'm not sure let me see yeah take a look Please. Budget was thirty three million. Which is low. Which I guess seems, that seems low for like. This. Yeah, because the neighbors. What were the neighbors movies? They were. They like, were high, higher than that. I think. Neighbors was. Oh no, neighbors one was eighteen million, and neighbors two. I want to say it was like thirty. I think I had to look up what neighbors two was. So neighbors one was made for like half the amount of money for okay. this movie. But this made. 73 million worldwide. It made 45 million in the U.S. I just don't remember there being like a huge splash about this. I saw this at an advanced screening. Oh yeah, at the fancy draft house. Pants, I know. But I don't remember there being a lot of like social media push or anything. No, about no, this. no. There was like, like no promo for it. I mean, there was a couple commercials, but I think that I actually saw those commercials in theaters, seeing other movies, even more so than on TV. None of there's no real like 
hype about it. None of my friends saw it. Like, you know, besides you. Yeah, like, nobody was really, like, out to see this movie. I wonder who did go see this movie. But it was a great summer movie for me. On the opening weekend, it opened in fourth. It opened behind Finding Dory in third, okay. Tarzan in second, and The Secret Life of Pets. Which Damn! I guess it got that, well, that was the Yeah, so Secret Life of Pets was the first weekend for that. And so, I mean, it's a different audience. That made $104 million, and this made 16 so... Yeah, that sucks. I'm sorry for those guys. This was a funny movie. I think it should be watched. I, I now watched it twice. I think it's still funny. The jokes hold up to me. It was good. Yeah, I like it a lot. Yeah, what was the Rotten Tomatoes for it? It was low, right? Oh, uh, I mean, the Metacritic was like 50. Hold on, let me see here. 35? Yeah, that's pretty low. Mike Davey Wedding Dates benefits from the screwball premise and the efforts of a game cast, even if the sporadically hilarious results don't quite live up to either. And I think that's the, that's that's what I what I was saying. I didn't read that till now, but like everybody in this movie is so funny and they're all willing to do whatever. I just feel like the actual script they're given, like I feel like a lot of it we're laughing because of who says it, not because of like what's being said. You're right. If we replace the actors, I think that this movie would have been completely a bomb for me. Like if we wouldn't have had the people in it that are in it right now, I don't imagine I would enjoy it as much as I did. Like I'm laughing at things that like Mary Holland. Like I mean, she's just like a neurotic. When she at the at the at the wedding rehearsal, when like she like smashes the glass or yeah. just like talking to herself. Like if I didn't know her, like I don't know how that would play. But because I know her, because I like her, I think that's really no. Funny. It was I don't know. funny. I th- you get that character. There always has to be like the you know like the one pissed off and super chatty, insane bridesmaid. Like that's a pretty typecast kind of character. But like yeah, I liked her. But I'm saying like if you get rid of Adam Devine and you start throwing someone else in there, if Zeph's not the pretty boy. If Aubrey Plaza's not in it, if what's her name? What's the young one, like young looking one's name? Anna, Anna Kendrick. Kendrick. If she's not in it, I think that it would totally change the movie. Actually, Anna Kendrick is the only one for me that's replaceable. She could be switched in or out. Well, she's also. I think there's the same thing with Zeph. Like she's just not given a whole lot to do. Like she's kind of the only one with a backstory, and it's just sort of like, a, oh, okay, like she got lost at the altar. Like there's not really much there. Yeah, yeah. Now that we talked about it, I feel less excited about this movie, and that's depressing. But it's still really funny. It that's was the, funny. Like, the, the yeah, I would watch like, it again, man. It was really. Funny funny the jokes come across good like it's good i mean even though we sort of ended on a a, a sour note this is very funny it's out on i liked Blu-ray it better than neighbors today. too i definitely did i really enjoyed it so september 27th so this is out now so if you watch neighbors 2 last and week it. and you watch, watch this it if now, you haven't watched it give yeah. it a shot I, it was good although i'm really not sure who's listening to these podcasts who hasn't seen the movie and is gonna go see it yeah i don't know but if you want to tell email us, us email us <laughs> At ZachAttack at CageClub.me. Yeah. So for all things Zach Attack, you can go to CageClub.me or Facebook.com slash CageClub. Like us on there. Rate, review, subscribe on iTunes. Send us emails. Tell us you're listening. Dick pics for Joey. Please, okay. no. No pictures. <laughs> I'm not opening anything with an attachment. <laughs> no, we will. I'll open. I will open all the I'll dick just, pics. I'll forward Thank to, you. I'll forward. Thank you. Anyway, I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe, too. And we'll see you next time on Zach Attack. You know we sell that Mike forever, it's a staying life, bitch, staying life, getting rich, selling fucking liquor quick. Mike, Mike and forever, it's a staying life, bitch, staying life. I will never die, I'm a single bitch. Crunch back another D, I'm the B. Flying fucking girls to my sister's wedding at the beach. Now we in first class seats, couldn't hold me back, JJ.